0: Well, I'm on I am on the, winning the winning side. side Yes, i yes, on, on the winning winning side, side.
1: Out Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Kobernak, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
2: Thank you for joining us. It is Monday, March the 8th, and we're so glad that you are with us on our Winning Side daily broadcast, and I hope you had a good weekend. And I sure love Sundays, and I hope Monday is not a letdown for you. I hope it's uh, A day when you're charged up and ready to go and ready to live for God and uh, let's live on the winning side every day. Let us know you're listening, 252-308-4600. You can call that number. You can text that number. If you're watching on Facebook, let us know. We'd love to hear from you and we thank you for uh, tuning in. Happy birthday today to Dinah Taylor. And then uh, we had yesterday, we had Jody Jones, happy birthday, and Melissa Perkins and Donna Slego all had birthdays yesterday on Sunday. So I hope you had a good day yesterday. And then, uh, Dinah, I hope you have a great day today. Happy birthday to you. Uh, I hope that you're already looking forward to and I hope you're already making plans to be in church. Wednesday night, prayer meeting, Bible study, teens on target, children's ministries, and then, of course, next Sunday. Uh, I love church. I love getting to be with God's people, and I hope that you do as well. Uh, I wrote in the bulletin yesterday, I just wrote a note that, I hope we never get over the privilege that we have to be in church, and uh, what, a, what a blessing it is. I'm thankful we live in a country where we have freedom uh, to worship God and to come and, uh, and to assemble with God's people, and I hope that you uh, enjoyed it yesterday. We talked on Friday about the authenticity of the Word of God, and specifically the book of Daniel. I want you to hear another song about the Bible. Here is a song by the Epley family. And uh, the name of the song is God's Word Will Stand. And I want to tell you, friend, God's Word Will Stand. Uh, Nations will come and go. Uh, Books and documents and decrees will come and go. But the Word of God will stand and it will last forever. You'll enjoy this song. And after the song, we'll get back into our Bible study from the book of Daniel.
0: What has happened to a nation? that used to fear the Lord to a people whose foundation was built upon God's Word. We've allowed the world's opinions to chart a different way, but it's time the Church of Jesus Christ should boldly stand and say, God's Word will stand against the raging tide of those who criticize and work their evil plans god's word will stand against the gates of hell with power to prevail in the hearts of men. god's word will
1: stand
0: they can take it from the courthouse walls remove it from the schools Teach our children that we're animals Speak against the golden rule Try to hide our Christian heritage From the public eye But they'll never overcome God's Word No matter how they try God's Word will stand against the raging tide Of those who criticize And work their evil plans God's word will stand Against the gates of hell With power to prevail In the hearts of men God's word will stand It is forever settled To evermore endure It's the only way a sinner's heart Could ever be made pure God's Word will stand against the raging tide of those who criticize and work their evil plans. God's Word will stand against the gates of hell with power to prevail in the hearts of men. God's Word will stand. God's word will stand, God's word
2: will stand, praise God for the Bible, and, you know we take it for granted so many of us we have multiple copies uh, at home and you've got them on the shelf and you got one in the bedroom, you got one in the kitchen and I think it's great nothing against having a lot of Bibles, I hope we do, I hope they're readily available but I hope we read them. And I hope we're always thankful for the fact that we have the Word of God. Did you know there are many languages uh, in this world that do not even have the Bible in their language. And uh, what a blessing it is that we have the Bible and we have the Word of God and it will stand uh, forever. We used to sing when I was a boy, The Bible stands like a rock undaunted mid the raging storms of time. Its pages burn with the truth eternal and they glow like a light sublime, and I'm thankful for the Word of God. Last Friday, we talked about the authenticity of the book of Daniel. Today, and I know we're getting into chapter 4, and we'll get there here in a day or two or three, but uh, I want to talk to you about just some basic applications, just kind of an overview of the book of Daniel. One thing I want to draw your attention to today, and we saw it in Daniel chapter 1, that there were young men that were taken captive from Babylon from Judah to Babylon. They were taken away from their home. They were taken away from their family. They were taken away from their friends. And they were taken 500 miles to a strange place. And these were young people. You know, uh, we, we criticize the youth a lot today. And we say, oh, these teenagers and all these children. But I tell you, I'm thankful for young people. And I'm thankful for our children's ministries and our teen ministry and our bus ministry and master clubs and all that because youth is so important to God. And one of the applications we see in the book of Daniel is that youth matters. Your young people in your church, the children you have in your home, uh, the children we have in our homes, and, and the young people that we influence, they are important to God. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, suffer or allow the children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Youth is important to God. We see it in the life of Daniel. We see it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, young men that took a stand for God. Uh, I love the story of Joseph in the Bible. We'll talk more about that in the next few days. But Joseph, as a young man, he was sold uh, by his brothers and uh, he was taken into Egypt as a young person. But boy, God used him. I tell you, I heard a preacher uh, years ago that said that your youth is so important because it is in your youth where it sets the direction for the rest of your life. And may we teach our young people, may we train our young people, may we set them in the right direction uh, while they are still young, while they're still moldable, while they still have uh, energy and and zeal and and a passion for life. Uh, Let's channel that in the right direction towards something that really matters, and that is something that is eternal. I think about Samuel. Remember the story of Samuel in the Bible? Uh, While he was a boy, uh, his mother took him to the temple, And it wasn't because he was such a bad kid. She said, I need to get rid of this guy. It was because she had promised, she had vowed to God that if God gave her a son, she said, I'll give that son back to you. And can I tell you, God used Samuel as a young person there in the temple. Even when Eli and his sons were wicked and even when the nation of Israel uh, was getting away from God, God used a young person like Samuel. God used Timothy. Timothy was a young man that the apostle Paul helped to train, and Timothy had a godly grandmother and a godly mother, and Timothy, as a young man, he got on fire for God, and youth is so important. Our children, our teens, our our nurseries, our, our ministries that we have for young people are so important, and we see it in the book of Daniel that youth matters. Youth is important to God. Secondly, we see in the book of Daniel, we see that you gotta keep the big picture in mind. You know, sometimes it's easy to focus on the little things and to get all bent out of shape over something. We got one little negative thing, and by the way, that's human nature. Uh, you you go home and your floor is clean except for one place. There's some dirt, or one place there's a spot, or one place there's a spill. You automatically you forget about all the places that are clean. You just focus on that one negative. Well, can I tell you, in the book of Daniel, you can't uh, major on the minors. You can't focus. On the little things, you got to keep the big picture in mind. For instance, in Daniel chapter three, you'd be ready to give up, say, "Oh, it's all over." Look at these boys; they're getting thrown in the furnace. Well, the story wasn't over yet. Uh, you look at Daniel chapter one. Oh, everybody's given in; everybody's serving the king. Well, the story wasn't over yet. There were some young men that said, "We will not eat the meat; we will not drink the wine." And so, keep the big picture in mind. Thirdly. In the book of Daniel, we see that God always judges sin. The name Daniel literally means God is my judge. And there's times where it looks like people are getting away with sin, or it looks like God's not dealing with it, or maybe God doesn't know. But God always judges sin. God judges, judged the sin in Nebuchadnezzar. God judged the sin in uh, Belshazzar. God judged the sin of those uh, nations that were to come and they uh, uh, treated Israel poorly or they uh, were very uh, uh, vile in what they did. God judged it, not always right away, but God always judges sin. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. The next thing we see in the book of Daniel is we see that you and I must have a purpose. You know, Daniel had a purpose as a young man, and that purpose uh, determined the rest of his life. He never got away from his purpose. We must have a purpose. A lot of companies, a lot of businesses will have a mission statement. You know, you ought to have a mission statement for your family, a mission statement for your home, uh, a mission statement for your ministry that says, here is our purpose. This is the reason why we get up every morning. This is why we do what we do. It is our mission. It's our purpose. And then also we see in the book of Daniel that God has a purpose and a place for you. Not only do you need a purpose for your life, but remember that God has a purpose. God has a plan and God has a place for you. You know, for Daniel, as a boy, his place was in Judah. There was some training that was going on there. There was some influence that Daniel needed. But then as a young man, Daniel's place was as a captive in Babylon. That was not against God's will. That was not out of God's control. That was the place that God had for Daniel to be a captive in Babylon. Then as an adult, God had a place for Daniel. It was in the palace. It was for him to be promoted. It was for him to have uh, some say in Babylon and to be able to uh, have some influence and to have some authority in Babylon. That was God's place for Daniel. But then as an elderly man, Daniel's place was in a lion's den. And I tell you what, I'd much rather be in the palace than in the lion's den. But you know what's amazing is whenever you hear the name Daniel, you usually don't think Daniel in the palace or Daniel uh, uh, with his friends serving God uh, in the good times. But you often think about Daniel in the lion's den. And God used the lion's den to show Daniel's faith that it was real, to show us that his faith was real, to show us his prayer life, to show us his trust in God, but God has a purpose and a place for you. Then we see in the book of Daniel that you have to be different to make a difference. You know why Daniel made a difference in Babylon? Because he wasn't like Babylon. He was different from the crowd. He was different from the world. He was different and he made a huge difference. And then the last thing I see in in the book of Daniel, just as an overview, just kind of reminder for us as we're going through this book, and that is that your attitude determines your altitude. Daniel's spirit, we'll see it all through the book, Daniel always had an excellent spirit. And you know, you and I, we may have some rough days, we may have some rough times, but did you know you can still be on the winning side? And you can still have an attitude and a confidence and a spirit that says, I believe God's in control, and I'm going to trust God, and I'm going I'm to get victory in Jesus today. And I hope as we study the book of Daniel, we're not done. we got a ways to go. But as we study this book, I hope we'll learn from these applications and these lessons, and I hope that we will live on the winning side like Daniel did. Uh, what an amazing testimony. What an amazing Bible character. I'm glad God put Daniel in the Bible for us to see and for us to learn from. God bless you. I hope you have a great day, and let's live on the winning side.